Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and I just recently finished up teaching a class on Romans, which is really just a treatise all about righteousness. In it, Paul says that on our own, we are not righteous, but a loving God is willing to provide righteousness to believing people. And Paul spends 11 chapters laying out a a Christian philosophy that should seep into our core and radiate out and tell us how we can live godly lives. And really, he sums it all up in what I would call his thesis statement in Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 16, where he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. And as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. You know, the righteous people of God don't just serve God with our mouths and with our bodies. We serve him with our hearts and our minds too, with our faith. And the incredible gift of God's grace should provoke us to give everything we have to God. Romans chapter 12 applies this worldview of the righteous living by faith that Paul's described for 11 chapters and applies it to how it works in our day-to-day life. Verse 1 of Romans 12 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Therefore, based on everything that Paul said about the righteous living by faith, we present our bodies as living sacrifices. God's grace should transform our lives so that we serve him with every waking moment that we have. Becoming a living sacrifice means that our service to God doesn't just start with our works. It starts with the renewed mind of Christ. It's every part of us. And we can learn a lot about the people we're called to be here in Romans chapter 12. In the verses that follow, Paul lays out a really practical lesson on how to apply this new life that we live. First, he says that we shouldn't think of ourselves more highly than we ought in Romans 12, 3. You know, he lays it down with a foundation of humility. Philippians 2 tells me that Christ humbled himself for me and I must have his mindset if I want to please him. If I'm thinking highly of myself, then I'm going to expect to be honored when truly all the glory belongs to God. Everything I have and everything I am comes from God. And so as Paul says, I should examine myself with sober judgment. Second, Romans 12 here shows me in verses 4 and 8 that I need to remember that we all have different gifts and strengths. You know, these verses here, they're addressing the body of Christ and the way that each believer's gifts and strengths work together for the building up of the kingdom. All that we have has been provided lovingly by the grace of God, according to verse 6. But how that grace is displayed in our lives is different. There's no better or worse necessarily. There's no greater than or less than here. We're not talking about worth because every person's worth, whether a believer or unbeliever, is established and being created in the image of God, as we're told in Genesis 1.27. Instead, as Christians, we must recognize that everyone 
has a place and a role in the kingdom of God. And we need to welcome others in to fill their role. And we also need to be carrying out our personal work generously and cheerfully. Third, Romans 12 and verse 9 says that our love needs to be sincere. Love is to be our goal and our identifying marker. It's how people know us. It's how we know that we are real. We can't fake love. And Christians don't have to because we have a loving father who teaches us how to love him and others completely. His love is real, so ours can be too. Fourth, Romans 12, 9 says they hate what's evil and to cling to what is good. And clearly this should be the case for Christians. We are to leave our evil past behind, to serve a perfectly good God. But it's vital that we remember that this comes directly after we're instructed to love genuinely. And this means as much as we hate evil, we always love people. Our goal can never be to repay evil for evil, but to overcome evil with good. We must lovingly and clearly address evil so that others can have the same forgiveness that we have found through Christ. Fifth, Romans 12.10 says we need to be devoted to one another in love. You know, just in case we missed it, back in verse 9, he repeats it here. Love is to be both active and evident. Our love should prompt us to devotion and service. Sixth, Romans 12.10 says to honor one another above yourselves. Here it is again plainly. Show humility. Find ways to build others up. Recognize you aren't the protagonist of the story. Christ is. Seventh, in verses 11 through 15, we are to live in humility. It says never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. These verses, they give us some practical steps to live humbly before others. We show zealous service, hope, patience, prayer, giving, hospitality, blessing, empathy. They're all described here. These are the action steps we have to take in order to show the humility that God deserves. Eighth, in verse 16, we have to then take that humility that's seeping into every bit of our lifestyle, and we have to take it and let it bring harmony. A proud, a self-promoting spirit will not produce the unity that God demands from his people. Instead, in humility, we look to notice and honor others. We look to build bridges between others and create the unity that God describes his church will bring. Being willing to work with all people and let that unearthly peace be brought to all of our relationships, that's what God demands from those who have been saved by grace. Ninth, in verse 17, we are to do what is honorable in the sight of all men. This is directly related to how we're to live lives focused on others. Others should be able to see that what we do is honorable. That doesn't mean that if they're not Christians that they'll always understand that we're doing right or wrong, but they will generally understand that Christians are striving to do good for others. Notice, though, this isn't for our own glory. But to glorify God, this is our job as Christians, to reflect his glory to the world. Finally, number 10, as far as it goes with you, live peaceably with all. Romans 12, 18 through 21. You know, the Christian life is to be a humble life. 
and it can be lived out with everyone as far as it goes with you. Now, you can't always control someone else's understanding or their reaction, but by the power of God, you can control your own speech. You can control your own actions to allow as much peace as possible. In Romans chapter 12, truly all throughout it, it's giving us practical steps to achieve this kind of peaceable living, to honor others, to be humble among one another, to love others. It's all how we can live peaceably. And I challenge you to look elsewhere in the scriptures for examples on how to accomplish this. But the Christian life isn't one that's easy to live. If it were, I imagine more people would try it. Living humbly isn't easy. It's not our default mode. Honoring others isn't easy, especially when they won't honor us. And perhaps it's even harder when they won't honor God. Showing humility to others isn't always easy, but it can be the way that you proclaim God's love and truth in any circumstance. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's Word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.